This is Geek Gab with your host, John, Brian, and me, Daddy Warpig. We are back. That's right, Geek Gab for Saturday, June 4th, 2016. We have a special guest with us today, author and blogger. Declan Finn, but before we go there, John, how was your week? It's been a good week. Lots of gaming. Lots of geeking. Did you see any special movies this week? I have avoided all special movies that are in the theaters, as I am given to understand that they are all crap. I made up for your avoidance of all crappy movies. I, in fact, I probably made up for many people's avoidance of all crappy movies. I watched the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this week. Good lord. <laughs> oh my. Are you preparing for the new one? Is that one out already? It is out. It's in the theaters. I don't know if I'm preparing for it, but uh, it's been commented on enough. I felt like I had to, in order to stay current with culture, there are just some things you have to watch. And one of them was Mean Girls, and one of them was the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And guess what? Mean Girls was better. It was more enjoyable. It was more enlightening. and uh, That's right. More enjoyable and more enlightening and be more entertaining than one of the most uh, important uh, pop culture things from our childhoods. Yeah, it's kind of sad how the mighty have fallen. What about your week, Brian? <laughs> Did you brave the devil in his very den? Well, yes, but if by that you mean that I go to the theater and watch any movies, no. <laughs> but I've been uh, plugging away on the new novel, and I attended a lovely cookout for Memorial Day, Buddy's Place. Yeah, just uh, otherwise, nose to the grindstone. Well, that's, a, that's a very, very... What's the word? Um, diligent of you. Um, and you were at 15% last time I saw. Correct. I haven't done another count. And that's estimated because I'm not exactly sure how long this one's going to be. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's going to be a little shorter than Soul Dancer. But. Did you, uh, have you ever read uh, So Long and Thanks for All the Fish? No, I haven't read Douglas Adams. I'm, I'm more of a Pratchett guy. At I'm, one point he talks yeah. about an alien culture who writes books, and every single book of theirs stops immediately at 100,000 words, no matter where in the story or where in the events they are. You know, that could be an interesting experiment. I mean, it, it would take a lot of time investment to do that exercise. Like, I'm going to write 100,000 words, just stop. <laughs> but, I don't know, I think there are Stephen King books that do that, so. They're in good company. I would be very surprised if Stephen King books, well, at least classic Stephen King books, stopped anywhere near 100,000 words. I'm pretty sure Stephen King keeps it rolling for, for <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm thinking the last Stephen King novel I really honestly read might have actually been longer than The Wheel of Time. I didn't, <laughs> but don't quote me on that. Yeah. I think we could at least do um, double that count. Um. 
Our guest this week, coincidentally, is also a writer who is well-versed in the art of counting up your words until you've reached a specific amount. Declan Finn, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And uh, if I may, I notice that your user icon is the former cover to your novel, your vampire novel, and that you, in fact, uh, yesterday or today posted a new one. Uh, yes, I did. In fact, the new cover is, I don't even think it's 24 hours old. In fact, I know the latest changes, which are hopefully the final changes, are less than six hours old. <laughs> so it's been a little bit busy. I haven't had a chance to swap the Google icon just yet. And, and what is it that occasioned the need to change the cover? Well, I was working with a book publisher called Eternal Press, part of Damnation Books, which was, of course, wonderful. I could make all the wages of sin jokes I wanted because mm -hmm. Eternal Damnation. Uh, it had been bought by Sparrow Publishing. Uh, now, apparently, Sparrow is a very good company. I will not say anything against them. Uh, you can infer all you like, however. Uh, where Sparrow used to publish 12 books a year. Okay, not bad for a small company. Uh, then it purchased Damnation, which has a 500-book backlog. Uh, and I said, okay, I've got about, oh, three books currently under contract that have not been published. And they've made a big show of saying, if you don't trust us, We'll, we'll, we'll give you your books back, even the ones we published. I just asked, could I have some of the, could I have these books back? Um, before they could even ask for any nuanced details, uh, they threw all of them back at me, including Honor at Stake. And so I got a little bit of whiplash and, okay, time to relaunch the book, time to bring it up with the cover again, and Thankfully, it will not even be off of Amazon for an entire week. It'll be coming back on Monday. But it's been an interesting week. But, but now it's going to be listed as a new book, right? Most likely. Uh, I have been talking with Amazon and my self-publisher, CreateSpace, Amazon affiliate, where they have said, you can, I can take the relaunched self-published book and link it to the page I already had, which my only concern is I've got 34 reviews and I would like to not have to go to everybody hat in hand saying, please sir, can I have some more reviews? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it would be embarrassing. So your uh, novel is a vampire novel. Yes, it is, and nobody sparkles. And uh, one of the tropes well-known at TV Tropes, is our vampires are different. So how are your vampires different, other than the sparkling? <laughs> Actually, they are different in that they're really not very different. Uh, I use as much of Bram Stoker's original Dracula as possible, only I added a slight twist, because my one problem with Stoker is... Okay, so Vlad Tepish was a bit of a schmuck. I can see him becoming a blood-drinking fiend who enjoys 
ripping people's throats out because he was pretty much like that in real life. However, the one thing that annoyed me was, so wait, hold on, crucifixes affect vampires. Congratulations, we have just thrown out free will because all vampires are automatically evil. Now, with Joss Whedon, he at least spelled out, yes, the vampires on the Buffy TV show, they have their souls taken out and are replaced with demons. Okay, makes perfect sense. Uh, in my version, all I did was I stole from video games, believe it or not. Does anyone remember the classic Star Wars video game, Knights of the Old Republic? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, you have a dark side meter and a light side meter and the more evil deeds you commit, you go deeper into the dark side and vice versa. I just did that only with vampires. It's like, okay, the more evil and corrupt you are, yes, the more powerful you become, and oh yeah, you kind of get burned by crosses and holy water, and vice versa. Hmm. So that's why, quote-unquote, different, it's mostly just a matter of explaining how the original would work. And I threw in some microbiology because I am a huge nerd. But uh, I'm not entirely certain how new the microbiology aspect could be, since, well, very abstract. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone even heard of the author Stephen Sproul, but he's a doctor who writes novels much like F. Paul Wilson used to, and that was the first time I saw anyone try microbiology and vampires, but haven't seen too much of it lately. He's a medical doctor. Uh, yes, he is. Uh, I, last time I checked, he was an MD. Interesting. Kind of like Michael Crichton. So what are the other uh, book series that you have uh, that you've written? Well, there is my Sean A.P. Ryan novels. Um, it's Sean Aloysius Patricius Ryan, or Armor Piercing, if he wants to be cute. Um, and... He was one of my first characters, a spin-off, actually. Long story. But those are a series of thrillers where I have, you know, the obligatory murder mystery at a science fiction convention. I called it It Was Only on Stun. <laughs> it was weird. And then I went to the epic thriller trilogy, the Pius Trilogy. Uh, that's P-I-U-S after the Pope. Uh, yes, I've had more than enough people saying, you spelled it wrong! <laughs> no, no I didn't. It's the Latin version. Thank you. This is, it's but, heaven's native Latin. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. And that was basically where it's, hi, my training is as a historian. I wrote this originally uh, in 2003, 2004, when some idiot named Dan Brown was at the height of his uh, book popularity. <laughs> and I did a graduate paper on Pope Pius XII of World War II, and I had free time, and I was annoyed, and I wound up pumping out a thousand-page novel in four months. Uh, obviously, I had to cut it back a little bit, so congratulations. I had a trilogy. Who knew? <laughs> so if anyone out there was so... Um Unfortunately insane as to desire to 
uh, write and self-publish their own books, what do you think would be the best piece of advice to give them other than go get a real job? <laughs> the first thing you have to tell them is you have to need to write the book because, frankly, I've needed to write ever since I was about 16. I discovered writing, and now it's crap. These characters will not leave me alone. I'm up until 2 in the morning unless I just write it all down so they'll go away. It's, from what I've been able to tell, writing is legal schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. And if you do not have that, if you do not have, you know, voices in your head bothering you until you uh, just write them down and make them go away, don't do it. Don't, seriously, do not do it. Uh, I've had people come up to me and say, oh, I've got this great idea for a book. Okay, fine. Have you written anything down? No. <laughs> okay. Do me a favor. Either write the book or shut up. Please. Because the amount of people who ask, how do, I, how, how do I get my book published? Do you have one? No. Then shut up. <laughs> no, seriously, it's... There is nobody, I, I don't think anyone sane uh, comes into this profession unless they have to, and are, sorry, unless they are driven to. Because I, I would really like a 9-to-5 job, I enjoy the 9-to-5 jobs I've had, but I'm compelled to do this. Not quite in an OCD fashion, but close. I think I've over-answered the question, I hope. Um, do you have any questions, Brian? Yes, and let me just say that Declan's answer to the last question completely resonated, so <laughs> you're not alone. Uh, like, like Joe Conrad says, his advice to aspiring authors is, if you can quit, quit. Do it. Don't, don't put yourself through this. But yeah, getting back to the, the Pius trilogy, so is that uh, a period series um, set in the 40s? Oh, no. It's actually set in the 21st century. Okay. Um, like the Dan Brown novels, I'm skewering. And it's, okay, well, we've got X, Y, and Z historical facts. And apparently people who are trying to find these facts are being killed. Hmm. Time to find out what's so bloody important about a guy who's been dead for 60 years. And hilarity ensues, including, well, a minor war. <laughs> you know, no, no big deal. Sure. So it's a, it's a re reaction to the renowned series by renowned author Dan Brown. Yes, it is very renowned. Yes. <laughs> I have never read any Dan Brown, nor have I read any Stephanie Meyer, but the uh, universal disdain with which both writers are held by uh, many people, mainly other writers, leads me to believe that I perhaps should at least try to read them at some point just to see what all the foo-foo is about. You know, if you saw Ninja Turtles and Mean Girls, that's basically the literary equivalent of it. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're harmless schlock. Come on. I've, I've read a couple of, uh, of Dan Brown's, and it's like, it's just, this is the reason why I don't read anymore. <laughs> I thought your cat was the reason you don't read anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, she she keeps me off of Nathaniel, that's for sure. I, I thought uh, I thought Hearthstone was the reason you didn't read anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of reasons. 
<laughs> Pat doesn't want him to know. Oh no! So I'm, you're saying I'm, the, the uh, cat addicted him to Hearthstone? Is that what happened? No, no, no. no. I I pretty much quit Hearthstone, but the cat did did prevent me from reading because when uh, when the cat's owner sits on the couch, uh, that is an invitation for the cat to walk over the owner, and uh, and the cat occupies the same place as the book. So, so so you quit Hearthstone. So that mean, must mean you're playing Overwatch. I I tried the beta. I tried the beta. Um, it. Did, did you like Team Fortress? It's Team Fortress. Oh. I've, um, I've heard it called Team Fortress for people who can't aim, though. <laughs> <laughs> I did you see yeah. the flow chart? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like that. Okay. I, get, I, I saw a meme online. I'm just going to try to uh, represent in words a purely pictorial flow chart, but... Uh, it's titled "Choosing the Right Shooter for You." So first, are you a moron? If yes, go directly to Battleborn. <laughs> if no, there's a divergent for between Team Fortress and Overwatch. And can you aim? Yes, Team Fortress. No, Overwatch. I think I did okay. Are, are you a gamer, Declan? Uh, yes, I am. I'm just terribly behind. Uh, the latest game I played was Arkham Batman: Arkham Knight. And hopefully, I'll be getting through to Uncharted Four soon. Uh, uh, you're one of those one of those single player gamers like Daddy Warpig. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. I, I I see no reason to sign on to the massive MMOs and be sworn at by people who think four letter words are a great new invention and must be used at all at every occasion. Ah, uh, the twelve year olds. <laughs> See, see, I've taken to counter-trolling because the game I actually play a lot of these days is Heroes of the Storm. And uh, and as soon as the, ma- the match starts up, anybody with any sort of, any amount of sociability will say something like hello or good luck, have fun. Uh, that sort of thing to their fellow, uh, you know, their fellow teammates that they were just randomly paired with. Uh, I open with good luck, have fun, vote Trump. And I'll tell you... <laughs> I be- you, you you will not believe this, but the results I, and the responses I get are decidedly mixed. But it's but I tell you what, it gets the team members talking every time. Well done. Well, I even queue up with a friend when we do it, and sometimes it's two of us and the rest of the teammates. And as soon as I do it, he whispers to me, "Man, do you gotta do you gotta do that?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you do. I just my biggest problem with multiplayer games is that um, the people who play multiplayer games apparently think they're playing a first-person shooter because none of them know what teamwork is or even pretend to try to plan on teamwork. I was in the beta for Gears of War 4 and I played once or twice, but as soon as the bell would go off on a multiplayer match, people would scatter. No one even tried to talk. And meanwhile, I'm trying to follow one person to, like, support them and, and do good teamwork and stuff, and it just it doesn't work if there's just one person trying to do teamwork. Yeah, it's it's true. Like, especially at low-skill low levels, just random pairing, um, teamwork in these games is almost impossible to do. There's no me in team. Yeah. Well, uh, I've got good news for Declan, though. Um, oh. If you wanted to 
re-experience the joy of uh, Batman Arkham Knight on a uh, current generation console like the Xbox One or the PS4, they have actually ported that over into a native format for the PS4 and Xbox One and uh, have added the special bonus of thoroughly enshittening all the graphics. It looks so much worse on current-gen consoles because they care about you and they want you to have the absolute best experience possible. <laughs> yes, I have seen some of the, compa- the uh, qual- graphics comparisons, and all I could think is, what do they think? They're kidding, honestly. Even with porting Arkham City, it's, okay, here's the original. You can see Hugo Strange very nicely in the new version. Wow. Did, did his face get replaced by Black Mask? <laughs> no, it's completely in shadow. Congratulations. Only the shadow knows why or cares. But that could be me. They also gave boob reduction surgeries to all the women, which is neither here nor there. I just find that kind of peculiar. Why you would bother remaking all the art assets for some reason. Well, I could make a joke about she who should not be named, but I I, I don't know. Can you even say the S word on this show? You know, Sarkeesian? Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) It just just sounds hateful coming out of your mouth. (laughs) Oh, really? I'm sorry. I must not be working hard enough. I was going for total disdain, but that's just... Yeah, disdain is the refined version of hate, you see. <laughs> um, we are... Oh, wait, we started a few minutes late, didn't we? Okay, we got about seven minutes left, so... Um... <laughs> so am, am I the only person uh, who who is looking at uh, this beautiful book cover of Mr. Finn's and, and thinking of a sequel called Honor at Stake, spelled S-T-E-A-K, about a, mm. a, a, about a, a cow uh, who needs to decide between, you know, his, his, his own people and, and the people who eat him. I don't know. A vampire cow? Yeah. Yes, and only, it's only, it's got to be rare. <laughs> so you have your vampire series, you have the PS Man series. Um, are there any other books you've got uh, in the works you want to talk about? Well, upcoming is like at least two sequels to Honor at Stake. One is Murphy's Law of Vampires, and the other is a little bit more unoriginal called Live and Let Fight, because I had to name something after a Bond film eventually. Yeah. And the sequel to It Was Only on Stun, called Set to Kill, which is me being totally and completely subtle, because my security expert is brought in to run security at a massive Atlanta convention called WiverenCon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is obviously no parallel in the real life uh, to protect a group that he has no idea about. It's over this thing called the Hubble Awards, where it's the tearful puppies versus the puppy punters. And he's trying to figure out you know, what's the big deal over an award that nobody really seems to care about? <laughs> and hilarity ensues. Uh, although, you know, like, and of course there are the hydrophobic puppies, but they're rarely in the book. I could not find a way to fit in their leader, Agnes O'Day. But so like that, I said, I was being subtle. 
Yeah, that brings up another question that I had, another project I wanted to ask about, which is, uh, can you tell us about Sad Puppies Bite Back? Ah, yes. That was a fever dream that went out of hand, um, which, yes, does refer back to the earlier question of, I felt compelled to, and I, I, I read an article, I forget which one came first, either Vox Day's uh, Meeting of the Evil League of Evil, or John C. Wright talking about something similar, and discovering all these wonderful nicknames like the evil yet beautiful Space Princess and uh, Larry Correa, International Lord of Hate, and all I could think was, you know, I've heard of this thing called swatting lately. Now imagine if some of these, you know, puppy kickers, like, oh, what's his name? Oh yeah, Arthur Chu, tried to swat the Evil League of Evil version of the puppies. And we treat it perfectly seriously. They are, you know, evil masterminds and criminal overlords, etc. And it's, you know, SWAT team kicks down door. Sarah Hoyt threatens to blast them into a million pieces with her, you know, Ming the Merciless ring. <laughs> and, you know, it was a quick one-shot on my blog. After the first 20 comments, I believe, saying, ooh, can you do this person next? Can you do this person next? It's like, okay, fine. One more. And about uh, 15 times of one more, <laughs> it, it, it finally ended after the Hugos came out last year. And this year, I'm developing a sequel series, Rabbit Puppies Bite Back. It's, uh, it's, it's nominated for a Hugo, isn't it? It actually got a Sad Puppies nomination for Best Related, Best Fan Writer. I don't think there was a third one. But, um, no, it uh, was not a category the Sad Puppies nominated in, and I'm not even sure Vox Day who knew who I was when he made up his original uh, nominees, nominee list. So I wasn't on Rabbit Puppies either. Well, I voted for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate you writing it. My, Tom Kratman's is probably my favorite one. <laughs> it's like, all right, this is the sorriest excuse for a SWAT breed I've ever seen. You guys are going to go back past the minefield. We're going to do this again and again and again until we get it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I knew that one was good when I had Tom Kratman in later issues giving me suggestions. <laughs> um. All right, we are running out of time here. John, do you have any uh, any last words? Uh, I like my steak medium. <laughs> I like mine well done with barbecue sauce. Brian. <laughs> yes. Uh, you got any like last to, words? Yeah, I'd like to remind our listeners that horses sweat, men perspire, women glow, and vampires. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, folks, I have uh, ha have links to Declan Finn's um, blog, a PS Geek, in the uh, description below this video. And for those of you who listen to this on the podcast, if you want to go to the quote unquote lyrics tab in iTunes, all that information is there too, because uh, that's the only place I can put it. The comments field isn't big enough for all of the uh, interesting, erudite, and uh, informative uh, information we put in the description on YouTube. Um, 
before we go, uh, Declan, do you have any last words or uh, any uh, anything at all, really? Oh, well, um, I've got the relaunch of Honor at Stake coming out on Monday, just a reminder. I like my stake still mooing and bloody. And it, anytime any one of you want to come on to my radio show, uh, The Catholic Geek, on uh, Sunday nights, you're all welcome. Individually or together. Thank you. All right. Uh, thanks for coming on, Declan. Um, this has been Geek Gab for Saturday, the 4th of June, 2016. We are available live on YouTube for those of you who want to participate in the chat. Uh, we are also available on SoundCloud as a podcast, or if you want to use the link in the description below our video, you can put it into iTunes or whatever podcast program you have. You will have a nice little podcast feed that you can directly download these shows and listen to them on your favorite mobile device or even on your home PC. You can check us out. Uh, Brian's blog, Kairos, is www.briannemeyer.com. And if you're wondering how to spell it, surprise, surprise, it is in the description. My website is daddywarpig.com or you can check me out on Facebook, facebook.com slash daddywarpig. The homepage for the podcast is is period gd geek gab slash geek gab. That is is good slash geek gab. Check us out pretty much once a week. The uh, single best geek-related talk show involving Hugo nominee or Campbell nominee Brian Neymar in existence. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We are signing off, but don't worry. We will be back.